This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Masakazu T, Daniel Y, and the lovely Elizabeth. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 109th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And December continues, and this year Carly and I are celebrating the holidays by discussing some horror films centered around some serious family dysfunction. We continue this series this week with films that are centered around sadistic parenting, the stepfather, and mom and dad. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Stepfather is streaming on Prime Video, and Mom and Dad are streaming on Hulu. So be sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. I feel like I said centered around like seven times in the beginning. I usually read what I write, and I didn't do that at all this week. <laughs> a little repetitive. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Godzilla, King of Monsters, with a May 31st release date. It's directed by Michael Doherty, who we all know and love from Trick or Treat and Krampus. And it's written by Michael Doherty and Zach Shields. It's based on the story by Mac- Max Bornstein, who worked on Godzilla from 2014 and Kong Skull Island. The IMDb summary is the cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodden, and the ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king, Ghidorah. Nailed it. I'm... And Carly, go. I'm so excited. I know you're not excited. I know you don't like monster movies. I love monster movies. I am so I've been waiting to see Mothra. I get Mothra in the trailer. I'm like, I'm so excited for this movie. It's stupid. I also love Godzilla. I think he's adorable. I don't know why you said I don't like monster movies. Well, this kind of monster. I don't like giant monster movies. Right. I don't. I don't get the point. It's just not for me. (laughs) Tommy B is so mad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy B, I got you. Tommy B is yelling at his phone or wherever the hell he listens this from. I'm so stoked. It's just not. I could barely get through the trailer. I was so not interested in anything. I was literally just like, yes, yes, yes. Is this yes. trailer old? Because I feel like I've seen it already a billion times. This this one was released two days ago. <laughs> oh, it's just from like every I, other. From giant what I monster saw, at least. Trailer. I mean, yeah, I guess there's just so much more destruction and monsters in this one. In the last Godzilla movie, we didn't get a large number of monsters. 
So what's exciting about the giant monster um, genre? I just love it. It's just so entertaining to me. And like, I don't know. Is it the destruction of, of cities? Is it the trying to figure out how to get rid of the monster? Is it the monster itself? Like, what is the excitement here? So in this movie in particular, it's like they finally kind of accepted that, like, Godzilla is their only hope. Okay. And against all these other monsters that they don't know whether they're good or bad. Okay. And so, like, I'm curious to see how that relationship goes forward. (laughs) In the last one, it was more just like... They had no idea what was going on. Like Godzilla just like is here and then these other monsters are here and they have no idea what's good, what's bad, what's happening. And so a lot of it was destruction. I'm not a huge fan of like city destruction in general, but I feel like an exception can be made with monster movies. Plus the like, I don't know, grew up with the classics, loved the classics. They're just fun. They're just fun. I I I don't have a relationship with these movies. I did I do remember when Godzilla came out when we were what high school maybe. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. I only remember it because there were a lot of like music videos for it. Do you remember that? <laughs> I totally do. That was a very like early 2000 thing. There was like I think like Diddy had one and like the Wallflowers they had one. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot. I just remember Matthew Broderick. Lots of Math- yeah. I just remember the music videos. I don't really. I just. I don't know why this just is not something that strikes me as interesting. And they f- seem like they're very expensive movies to make. I know they must have like a huge fan base, but to me, this isn't horror movie. Like it just. There's nothing. I don't scary think it tries to this. be. I know, um, but like it's just to me, it's just it's like an action movie that has oh, yeah. monsters in it. It's not it's, like actually it's definitely scary. more like action adventure and fantasy. Yeah. Um, but well, I like obviously I, Millie Bobby have, Brown's I mean, in it. The cast Doherty, is amazing. Michael Doherty does horror. Yeah, but this one isn't. It's not. Horror. No. Then why are we like talking slated. about it exactly? Because it's it's <laughs> action adventure fantasy fantasy the fantasy sci-fi part. Wait, wait, wait. let me reread what I read every <laughs> single week for our podcast. <laughs> Okay, the go. show where we discuss the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies. This would be sci-fi. You didn't say sci-fi at all. I said la- the second before <laughs> I said before you launched into that. I said sci-fi before. Listen you, back, my friend. Listen back, my friend. Oh, actually, now that I scrolled down, it does say action, adventure, fantasy, horror, sci-fi. Boom, and it's Michael Doherty. Boom, and Eleven's in it. Boom. And I like Vera Farmiga. Boom. She's in Bates Motel. <laughs> and I like Vera Familia. So that's like... Farmi- what did you just say? Farmiga. <laughs> Isn't that how you say it? Farmiga? Farmi- it's Farmiga. 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 It doesn't matter. It's a stupid name and I can't say it. <gasps> she is a doll. I didn't say she wasn't. I said it's a stupid name. Vera, I don't feel that way. She's a lovely woman. Her name has nothing to do with who she is as a person. <laughs> just a name guys i'm excited and it's only stupid because i'm drinking wine and i don't know how to say it right so fair enough i've been there i'll probably be there later today well i'm glad that you're excited about it i don't understand this thing but very excited it exists it's something that's coming out and people are excited about it (laughs) 
people like me. End of story. Can we, can we talk about some other movies now that I've seen? Yeah, should we jump into this next gem? Oh, let's do it. Let's get right into it. Amazing. We are going to kick off this episode with The Stepfather from 1987, directed by Joseph Rubin, who also did uh, Sleeping with the Enemy and The Forgotten, written by Donald E. Westlake, uh, who wrote the screenplay, and then the story is by Donald Westlake, Brian Garfield, and Carolyn Lovecourt. Uh, the IMDb summary is, after murdering his entire family, a man remarries a widow with a teenage daughter in another town and prepares to do it all over again. I really enjoyed this movie. I super enjoyed this movie. I thought this movie was great. I was really worried it was going to be slow because you told me it was really slow. It's It started out slow for me, but I really liked it. But I didn't say that in a bad way. I just hadn't gotten to anything like jump. I don't know how to say it. Like it doesn't feel. It's not a horror movie. It's a. It's a thriller. Yeah, there's nothing really very scary. It's just like creepy, but not scary. Creepy. Yeah, I'd say thriller for sure. Psychological thriller. This is thriller. I I liked it. I thought it was fun. This is the kind of movie Tony would wa- Tony could watch with me. He just watched the end, but still. Um, I didn't write a ton of notes for this one, but I, I was really into it the whole time. And I don't know. Both these movies I thought were easy to watch and pretty quick to get through. I wasn't constantly looking at my my clock to see how much longer I had. You know what I was so into about this movie? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of things. But one of the things that I really enjoyed, um, other than my dog Kenobi being the star... Um, your dog was in the movie? Yeah, not really, but Kenobi was like he that looks dog. like your dog. Yeah, but I just okay. say that it is. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that our listeners understood that your dog isn't actually My dog in this has movie. been alive since 1987. <laughs> He's a champion of the breed. Wow. Um, Vampire dog. He is. Um, I loved that he, our lead character, John Locke from Lost... Um, this is his actual name. J- yep. It's not Terry O'Quinn, nope. despite what IMDb <laughs> would have you think. Um, he like transforms hardcore into these different people. He's got contacts. He's got very convincing toupees. He has mustaches. <laughs> He's like in that it. That toupee was very convincing. So convincing. I was impressed by the toupee. Me too. I was like, I wouldn't know. And as you are like a toupee critic. I am. You are I, like an ing- Wigs bother. When there's bad wigs. See, I'm saying like, if they can do this to John Locke in 1987, why can't they fix J- Susie Bannon in 2018? I mean, if we're fixing stuff about the new Suspiria, that's not where I'm starting. <laughs> but uh, that's the another conversation. <laughs> um. But yeah, he, like, that piece was great. 10 out of 10. It was. That was the shock of the entire film. I was like, that's not real? <laughs> when he's on the ferry and he takes his wig off. Yeah. That's a good wig. And he really does, like, transform himself uh, into something else. Uh, fun fact, and because we're the peen cast, in the beginning of the film, you can actually see Jerry fully naked in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, can you? I didn't even notice. I didn't notice either, but that's the trivia on IMDb. (laughs) I have the DVD. so I had to include it. You know, I bought the DVD because it was uh, it was on sale. It used copy on sale, and it had like special features. And I had every intention of watching the special features for the podcast, and didn't at all. So apparently, I, it I was like to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I read a lot about it. Um, apparently, the story was like loosely based off of John List, who's a man from New Jersey who killed his whole family in 1971. And was on the run until 1989 when his profile on America's Most Wanted showed and ended up resulting in his in his capture. Jeez. Was he with another family at that point? I believe so. Crazy. Yeah, Jerry's super scary. You know what is awesome about this movie and as a late 80s film? Um, I really like Stephanie. Our mm-hmm. main our main daughter character, Stephanie, because she is like a little badass. She totally is. She uh, she's picking fights at school. Yeah, she gives zero fucks. She knows something is wrong with Jerry. She's like, expel me. Yeah, she send gives, me to boarding school. Get me out of this house. She but she knows something's up with him and she thinks that he's a killer. She figures him out faster than anybody. I know. She like says she's like, "Oh, what who does she think he or like compare him to? Oh, Jack the Ripper." Yeah. She's like, "Oh. He's I creep- thought the results would come back." And he's creepy. I mean, he seems I mean, what's scarier than someone that's bright and shiny on the outside and freaking out when they think they're alone? Like, that's a creepy person. No, it's super creepy. Um, Mom is wants nothing more than to not have any responsibility. Yeah. She is so willing to hand it over to Jerry. And uh, the timeline in this movie is a little shaky, though, because it's so fast. Her dad, so Jerry, the stepfather, he appeared a year ago when the Mm -hmm. movie starts. But then they also say that her dad died a year ago. So I, it's like he started dating her the second his her dad died. See, I was under the impression when we see him kind of doing it again, and he sees the husband and wife and the daughter. Uh, like as a happy family, I that made me think that he killed the previous husband. But they never say that. No, they never say it. But and that's totally, what it implied to me. It's totally possible, and I kind of hope I was kind of hoping they would go there, but they didn't yeah. even say how the dad died. No, and that's I think I feel like I want to think that they did it on purpose because I feel like that scene kind of alludes to that like he sees this husband come home and the wife is so happy and the daughter's so happy and he's like that's my next target like that's kind of what i thought when i watched when i saw that scene Mm. yeah i mean it's possible that that's the case i just don't i don't even even if that's the case your Mm -hmm. husband died and this dude just randomly shows up that's when your relationship starts. It's like it had to have been exactly the same time. Yeah. Very it's strange. It's too soon. It's way too soon. I agree. I think mom's a little bit of a dummy. I Oh, she definitely is. 
But Stephanie's very smart. She is, and she trusts her intuition, and she I like that she has, like, a therapist, and it's not weird. Yeah. In 1987. Um, she trusts him. She likes him. They're friends. She's very comfortable talking to him. He believes her, especially yeah. when, you know, she just says, like, he scares me. Yeah. When she's such an honest, me. like, yeah, an honest moment. Yeah. When she he, he actually doesn't really believe her. He just mm-hmm. thinks that she hates him. And then when she said that he scares her, that's mm-hmm. when he was like, oh, I should check this out. Apparently in the um, original draft of the screenplay, there were more flashbacks Mm-hmm. To Jerry's childhood and like you kind of get his whole like abused childhood backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually like that they left that out. I feel I feel like you get enough of them talking about it and saying like, especially when the uh, therapist goes and tries to get more information from him and he's kind of psychoanalyzing. Yeah, I feel like that was enough. Like I got enough from that to know like something. Sure. And and with those flashbacks, you risk making Jerry a more sympathetic character, which Mm -hmm. we kind of want to avoid. He's our villain. We want him to stay a villain. And he's a strong villain. He does a good job. I think he does a really good job when he plays like a sweet man Mm -hmm. well, and he plays a scary guy really well. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see the two-facedness of his character. I especially like it when he just fucking gives up at the end. Like, he... (laughs) Oh, yeah, like you see it. Who am I here? Like he forgets who the fuck he is. You've been living as this guy for a year. You don't remember who you are all of a sudden? Like he's losing it. And that whole scene is like so intense when he like beats her. Yeah. When he's like, oh, what? And like it's so so crazy because it's so creepy and it's so like, oh, that whole scene just like gives me the chills. He's super creepy. You know what I love is this this Ogilvy character who is the brother of the first woman we see him kill. Mm-hmm. He's trying to track down his sister's killer, who's Jerry, who's the new stepfather. And he we get so much of Ogilvy's story. We see him trying to find him, trying to figure out where he might live, he's trying to get articles written about him. But really, there's zero point to his character, and I love that. Yep. And he literally dies in two seconds. He dies the second he meets him. Yep. He doesn't even get the gun out. (laughs) But his his character, really, the whole purpose of his character is to make sure an article gets written so that Stephanie can find out about the killer Mm -hmm. and to uh, provide a gun at the scene so that the mom can shoot him. Those are yeah. the two reasons that a character exists. And there's so much of him. And those are the only reasons that character exists. It's I really it. funny. Yeah, it's, it's really so funny. funny. It, but it, 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 for some reason, it works. Like, it, usually I get mad when there's extra characters that really just provide small uh, assistance in moving the story forward. But mm-hmm. for some reason, like that character, to me, it's like, because you think he's going to be the hero. You think yeah. he's going to save the day. And really, he doesn't at all. That's what I really liked about it, too, because I yeah. was just like when I saw him like get killed, I was like, really? <laughs> like, 
That's I was surprised. Amazing. Same. I was super surprised, especially for 87. Like I was yeah. totally expecting for him to show up on his white horse and, and save the day. And like mom comes back. Yeah. And like shoots. I really liked how the end played out. I like, loved that the last end. scene was fantastic. Was great, I, this movie was great really end. great. It was. It was. It's a great movie. I don't yeah. know why people don't talk about it more. Me it's a lot either. Of fun. Because it's phenomenal. It's, it's really well done. I was surprised at how well done it was. Great same. character development, great acting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in these 80s movies, you get crazy acting. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy at all. Some of it's unbelievable, but I mean, not that bad. But it is really well acted to the point where like, you just it, believe it. Yeah. Like, Jerry is so convincing. He is. He's creepy. He's so creepy. I, I need to talk about this for a second. It's the most important part of the movie. Go. Stephanie has a Walkman. And the Walkman has a strap around it that she has across her body. I didn't know this existed. <laughs> You've and never was, seen that before? I have never seen this before. It, like, makes your Walkman into a fanny pack. I had no idea well it's like you wear it like a purse like a crossbody purse yeah i had no idea this was a thing sorry that's how i wear my fanny pack <laughs> you wear your fanny pack across your bo- it's called a fanny pack i know but it's a shark and it's huge it like wraps around my waist and so it doesn't necessarily it doesn't really fit wait, wait, wait. okay okay but you understand that that's not how you're supposed to wear oh. it 100%. But so why are you saying that she's wearing it like a fanny pack well, if you recognize it's that, that's not how a because, fanny pack is supposed to well, be Well, I get that, but that's, you know, I get it. I get what you're saying. She's wearing it like I wear my shark fanny pack is what yeah. you should have said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making this very personal. <laughs> I don't know how you wear your fanny pack. That's how I wear it. <laughs> now I know. So glad that you have a shark fanny pack that you wear across your body. Uh, yeah, Very important great. things. Heavy yep. hitting news today on Final <laughs> Girls Horrorcast, you guys. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. It's a really fun movie. I like the twists. I like the turns. I like the characters. I like how you think it's going one way and it goes a different. Um, I like Stephanie's a badass. I like Jerry because he's creepy. Uh, I just... I'm all I'm all about it. I don't really have very many complaints other than like that weird the weird timing issue. I think if they said dad died two years ago or a year and a half ago, give us six months, man. Give us a, some kind of buffer. Do we know when they got married? It, it had to be fairly recently, but it couldn't have been that recently. Well, because, yeah, the guy when uh, random dude goes to the. Where does he go? The court? The police? Yeah. He asks for, like, all the marriage licenses within the past year. Yeah. So it's fairly fairly recent. Well, they just met a year ago. They met when her husband died. Because he killed him. Okay. But you meet a dude the day after your husband dies. Do you go and marry him three months later? That's nuts. Some people. That I lady guess. did. I guess. But that's crazy. Like, no wonder why Stephanie doesn't fucking like him to begin with. That shit's nuts. Especially because mom's like, he's your father. Do not speak to your father that they way. Keep calling him the father. Even I'd be the like, doctor does it. What are you like, doing? This is weird. Like he's That's not, not her though. Dad. She's still getting over her dad's death, and yeah. you're 
forcing her to call this man she hates her father? Yeah, don't do it. No, it's horrible. It's really... (laughs) I feel for you, Stephanie. And when Jerry finally reveals himself to the mother as a complete asshole when Stephanie's making out with her boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That scene is insane. I I felt so uncomfortable. I was sitting there like, this movie is making me feel things. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is making me feel things. Because I was like, oh, this is so awkward. I feel so uncomfortable just watching this. Because it was such a weird moment. Making out with her boyfriend. And your initial instinct to say, she's only 16 years old. And he's like, so am I. And he's like, she was gonna, he was trying to rape our daughter. He said, this punk is trying to rape our daughter. And I was like, whoa. What? Whoa. What? They're kissing on the front porch. That's intense. Yikes. I was like, get out of there. This is so weird. Stephanie was so good. She's like, move, get out, go, go, go. Don't come back. Yeah, I'll see you at school tomorrow. Bye. (laughs) Ugh. such a weird moment how did you deal with the puppy scene i was well so when i saw the puppy in the beginning (laughs) yeah even before i literally was like oh my god it's baby kenobi and then i was like so help me god john Locke, you hurt that (laughs) dog we are going to be having problems and i (laughs) i told amy about it and then she let me know that no harm came to the dog. And But I was still like a little uncomfortable when... It's not a comfortable scene. I was very upset during that scene. And I'm yeah. not as sensitive about the animal thing as you are. It was uncomfortable. But I was uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God, Carly is going to die. <laughs> I literally no, had a heart attack. No, why are you holding the dog with a knife in your hand? Yeah. Leave the dog alone. Yeah. It was really uncomfortable, and I was like, "Just let it go. Just let him go." But just that's go. why I gave you a heads up. I, I like, appreciate it. <laughs> I literally would have been Don't like, worry. "No, no, no, Don't no, 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 no." <laughs> the dog is fine. Would have I repeat. The dog is fine. <laughs> would have definitely had some sort of episode. <laughs> and the dog was just so cute. So cute. Oh my god, his little body. Yeah, I love him. I'm I'm I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a lot of it's a really great watch. It's easy to watch. It's quick quick watch for me. Uh I 100% would watch again. Oh, absolutely. It's I really recommend this movie if you yeah. haven't seen it, which I'm sure a lot of people haven't. Um it's definitely worth it. Quite a few of our listeners were excited we were talking about it. So, people have seen it. Yeah, no, and I mean, I've been seeing the, because it's been on Prime for a while, and I keep seeing, like, the, I think the first one and the second one are both on Prime, Um, and I feel like I've had it in my queue forever, but I just never, never went for it, and I'm really happy that we did it. Me too. It was different than I thought it would be, too. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be cheesier, for sure. Same, and I think that's why... I didn't watch it for a while is because a lot of times when I sit down to watch a movie, like I'm not in the, like, I'm not sure if I'm in the mood for like right. 80s cheese. Right. Well, I mean, I'm always in the mood for 80s cheese, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, I just want to watch a scary movie. This movie was great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I my, sometimes... I make this weird noise, not on purpose. It's like a, 
I don't know. I'm just going to cut that out. <laughs> and my microphone catches it and I have to edit it out. It's so weird. Okay. That's so funny. I don't even know what it is. It's like, it's like a stomach, like when your stomach growls, but it's in my chest. It's weird. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, complete side note, but about yeah. that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, Steve and I went to go see Black Klansmen mm-hmm. um, at the Egyptian. And I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. If you haven't, you should. It's really good. But the end is like, super intense and kind of like comparing like because the movie takes place I think like in the 70s and then like what's going on now and it's like dead silent in the theater and all I can hear is Steve's stomach growling and I was like holy (laughs) shit I was like is that so loud and I told him about it he's like oh my god I was so self-conscious about it and I was like (laughs) it was so loud (laughs) it was like a funny moment I was like about on the verge of tears and then I hear like stomach gurgling it was Mm. funny that's oh it. My That's God. my story. <laughs> that would be me. Like my, I have like weird bodily noises that happen randomly. <laughs> never catch it in the episode. I'm sorry. I try to edit it out when I can. Every once in a while, I'll hear it when I'm listening back, and I'm like, "Oh, that happened." Usually <laughs> because I'm drinking at the time. That's it's amazing. not gross though. I mean, it's not even like my stomach growling. It sounds like my stomach growling, but it's like. It, there's something when I'm drinking. Sometimes it like air gets trapped or something, and it just kind of makes a weird growly noise. Yeah, anyway, totally. It's interesting for everybody to hear about this. Oh my god, we should talk about the next movie. Do we have any more to talk about the the stepfather? No, watch it. It's great. No, watch it. It's great. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let me get these notes back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next episode is Mom and Dad from 2017. It's written and directed by Brian Taylor, who did Crank and Jonah Hex. Never heard of it. The IMDb summary is a teenage girl and her little brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origins causes parents to turn violently on their own kids. This is a very strange movie. So I feel like the beginning and the end are like two different movies. Interesting. Like the way that it's filmed is very stylized in the beginning. And I don't feel that that way about the end. Okay. I disagree. I mean, I didn't feel that way. But explain more like stylized how. I don't know how to explain it but the whole like, thing it, is kind of weird style wise to me and i feel like in the beginning it kind of is filmed almost like home video-esque like the way that it looks not that that it's like supposed to be like found footage or like you know whatever but it's kind of like washed out a little bit it's like it's got a very distinct look to it agreed and I don't feel like it carries through the whole movie. And I don't know if it's maybe because we go from day to night. But like, I feel like it changes. Mm, I didn't notice a change, I guess. It's definitely very stylized, but I thought it was stylized throughout. Mm. I think I noticed it because I was like so into it. I was like, oh, my God, I love the way this movie is shot. And then I like I didn't feel like it carried through the end to the finale okay well one of us missed something because i felt the opposite (laughs) way i felt like it carried throughout the music in this is really good 
I really dig the music. Mm-hmm. This is a killer soundtrack I want. I want, please. Um, some very different music you wouldn't normally put together in one film, which is pretty fun. Um, it is very stylized. Uh, I feel like parts don't make sense on purpose, uh, especially the end, which is very strange. Um, there was a lot of, I don't know, I, I, there's weird tropes in it that I thought were just maybe oversights in the story, but then they kind of poke at it. A good example of what I was mentioning is that the boyfriend, Damon, you think he dies, and then he comes back, and then you think he dies, and then he comes back. It's like he keeps coming back in the nick of time to save and then dies again. Mm-hmm. It's very strange, on the nose. Like, at first, when he first comes back, I had to rewind it, because I was like, I thought he died. Did we see him, like, come back again? And it's, no, he just randomly appears when he needs to reappear, and it happens a couple times. It does. And I feel like the last one in particular is very unbelievable because when he falls off the banister, he definitely like slams his head on that dresser or whatever it is. Right. That's and why it, I'm saying like, I think it's on it's purpose. Just, like the I, first time I thought it was a weird story thing mm-hmm. that like maybe they forgot to show him waking up and or something, but it keeps happening. So it's almost like they're, poking fun at it like it's a trope they're poking fun at um, gotcha which i could totally once they did it like a, a second or third time i was like i can get behind this now the first time it happened i was like no fucking way <laughs> i see there were a few times in this movie where i had to rewind it because i thought i missed something like why isn't the younger brother in school they never explain that i have no idea why that kid is not in school why isn't he in school? Why isn't yeah, the other no, little I thought girl about that in school? Too. How come neither of them were in school? All they had to do was so have a line that said... So they can get murdered. I know, but all they had to do was have a line that said, it's parent-teacher day, you're staying home today, or something. Yeah. No, or I don't know. They're just like, yeah, Faculty okay. day. What, isn't that called faculty day or something, when all the teachers have the day off or something? I, yeah, I have no idea. No, but I thought the same thing. There were a lot of questions yeah. that I had. Yeah, but like I think just having that Damon coming back over and over again, like for some reason, added enough quirkiness that I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Just yeah, like, for sure. They're trying to be, they're trying not to explain things on purpose to confuse you, and it's okay. Um, this movie is not. It's it's strange because it's like you said, it's very stylized and not just in the way that it's filmed, but also in like the whole beginning sequence with the music and the scenery. It's very 70s or 60s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is is good, I think. Nicolas Cage plays just a very good crazy person. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, he's nuts. He's a very convincing crazy person. And uh, he, yeah, he's nuts. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I liked the idea that it's the static on the TV that makes parents want to kill their kids. 
It's like a, a new way, a new kind of biological warfare. And we're led to believe this is warfare. This is a, maybe another country has done this to us. Have us wipe out our own population. Have us wipe out our own future, our own children. To then it's smart. I mean, right? I mean, it, it, this could happen technically. Um, Have you ever seen the signal? No. So that's like exactly what that movie does. Uh, really. The one from 2007, not the one. There's like another one that's not that at all. But it's like it's so good. And the entire time I was watching this movie, when that happened, I like wanted to be watching the signal. Um just because it's done better. I mean, the signal's not like comedy by any means. It's definitely like a horror sci-fi thriller. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely feel like the people in this movie like saved it for me. Like I genuinely, like I liked the actors. And so that's kind of what made it fun. I let, I feel like I let a lot of things go. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I enjoyed it as much as, a, I watched it right after The Stepfather and I was so into that movie because I thought that I was going to like mom and dad more, but I didn't. Um, I don't know. Like they're, I'm glad that I watched it, but like I don't really, I, I'm not, I don't love it. I really enjoy it. I would watch this movie again, but it's the style is what saves it. Mm -hmm. If it was, if I felt like it was trying to be a more serious movie, then I would not have been more into as into it. Um, it. It kind of reminds me of the babysitter a little bit. Mm -hmm. But see, the, the babysitter is like funny. Like, I feel like this. You like, don't think this is funny? I mean, I think that there is humor here. I feel like there's the humor is like it's very tongue in cheek, though. It's, it's not it's not as outright as it is in the babysitter. Right. Um, I didn't think this was as funny as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, I definitely agree with you that it's a lot more subtle for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I wanted something else from it that I didn't necessarily get. I kind of wanted Nicolas Cage to be a little less of an asshole. I didn't really understand why he had to be that much of a dick. Mm -hmm. uh, going through his midlife crisis and just not being all around great. But there's definitely like a whole other like side story of parents that are aging and how it's affecting them uh, as people and how they feel like they're they're different, you know, like they're they're still the same people, but now they're old, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a real thing that I, I'm starting to feel even now in my mid 30s. It's like, I'm still the same old like, kid with kid like interests. But no, I'm I'm also an adult now and I have to be an adult. And it's weird to see yourself as both like an old person and a young person at the same time and how the world doesn't look at you like you feel anymore. You feel one way. Yeah, you feel one way, but then the world's looking at you a completely different way and it fucks everything up. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I got that more from Selma Blair's character. Um, whereas from like Nick Cage's character, it just, it like, it didn't translate as that. It just was like every time we just keep getting like flashbacks of him in the car with boobs in his face. He's just angry about everything. No, I totally, like I totally get that. 
Um, I don't think his flashbacks were necessary. No, me either. Because it happened like, it was like every two seconds. It felt like whenever he was on the screen. It really was not that often. It was like two or three times in the entire movie. (laughs) But we also don't really see him too much. We definitely see some more. I feel like every time he was on screen, it like happened at least once. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think they were good in showing her. She made sense more than his. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't find his realistic. I found hers very realistic. Same. He it's one thing to not want to grow up and to miss what you were as a young person and to be going through this. It's another to act like you hate your family. Like it was like malicious. Like seeing him in the office, that was like malicious. Like I don't want to talk to my wife and he has the pictures down and yeah, he just seems like he seems like a bad a bad person. <laughs> yes. He does seem like a bad person. She doesn't like, seem like a bad person. Right, like why is she still with him? Yeah. Like that that their relationship didn't necessarily make sense to me. Yeah, it would have been nicer if he was less of a dick. Like yeah. if he was a dick but we saw a good to it too. And the only good we really saw is when he was talking to his son. And even then it was like very inappropriate. <laughs> No, for sure. And that was kind of a weird thing, too, is because, like, you get the sense that he's not a terrible human because his kids genuinely love him. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like, his wife is there for him and, like, trying to talk him through this hard time. But we never see anything but, like, the awful character. Yeah. We see a little too much of the awful in him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think they could have toned that down a little bit. Same. Show a little of that. That whole, like, pool table scene was very hard to unsee. Yeah. It was, like, it was too much. Too much horrible. So much horrible. I felt bad for her. She was very... I mean, she was cool as a cucumber and, like, sat with him. and I know. And I was like, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. And we never see. We never see. If that that was happening, I would take my children. Oh my god, I would be (laughs) out there. I'd be like, you never talk to me like that again. Yeah, I'm I'm out. Yeah, yep, that's it. (laughs) Bye. Um. So you wrote trivia that Nick Cage is this his favorite movie that he's done in like a decade. That is what. Yeah, I find that very interesting. The, all of the other trivia was literally like, this was filmed in this school in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Good I was trivia. Like, that's Exciting really not things. I love necessary. it when that's the trivia. Yeah, I was like, I got, nope, literally have nothing. Um, but no, I did like the switch. I liked seeing the parents all of a sudden really want to kill the kids. I'm not sure I understand the end at all. Or really, if there is anything to understand. I think it's just that what they keep them alive in the basement tied up yeah but like they, they cut it out mid-sentence yeah what was the last sentence of the movie it was like uh sometimes we just want to that's it that's the end of the movie murder sometimes we you. just want to murder i guess murder is is i don't know i don't know kill you i don't know I don't yeah know. but I, I mean it, it did come full circle where you know the mother's talking about how she can't trust her daughter. We want to trust you, but we can't. And at the end, it was the daughter saying it to the parents. Fine. Cool. Got I it. I want to know what changes. So I, the thing that was hard for me to swallow 
was how it affected people differently. So we all hear the same noise, but some parents went to the school to find their children to kill them. But Selma Blair doesn't, she's at the hospital. Like there's so much time that passes before it like kicks in for her. And it, it kicks in in the hospital. And it doesn't kick in for it Nick ki- Cage until he hears his daughter's voice. I think it kicks in once you hear the static, but see, it might, but it doesn't affect you until you see your kids. But see, so like this whole time Selma Blair's driving home, she thinks she's going to save her kids. Well, however, when she's in the car, because she's specifically like thinking that, but when she's in the car, she's listening to the radio and right. like you can see it kind of like the noise happens and she's kind of like, you know, whatever, tweaking out. And then she's like listening to the thing. She sees the the woman throw the baby in front of her car. Mm-hmm. And then she's like Great listening scene, to the radio. Way. Yeah. And she's like, um, it's like you might think that you're helping them, but the best way you can help your kids is to just stay away from them. Right. And that's when it looks like it switches. I disagree. To I the didn't fact see that, that she's like, I'm going to go. That's to me how it seemed. And so I was just like, well, how does this affect people differently? Because like at first it seemed like it feels like I need to go make sure that my kids are okay. And then like in that moment is where I saw the change in her to be like, I need to murder my children. Mm, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as she she had a thought I shouldn't go. And then she had the thought this isn't going to affect me the way it's affecting other people. She, I thought that she thought she was the exception. She just needed to check on our kids. Hmm. Um, but I mean, that's how I saw it. That's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. interpreted it. Um, Nikki's just kind of a dick anyway, <laughs> which is why yeah. he, he kills the son or the, the boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. not supposed to kill him. <laughs> I mean, that's not what the static does. The static makes you want to kill your own children only. <laughs> not boyfriends yeah, but, but they kill um if someone gets in between them sure, they'll sure. they'll kill and so that kind of made sense i mean he to me. barely was in between let's be honest he was he gets in there that he boyfriend the, he the gets boyfriend in there. was just standing there and said i'm just here to see your i'm not here for your daughter i'm here to help and no he and was on the other him. side of the island and then the chick said something and then he turned around and ran at her and the boyfriend came around and tackled nick cage and that's when they got into the fight oh did he i thought yeah. he just went attacked and attacked the boyfriend yeah. must be remembering it wrong because <laughs> i know i seriously thought the same thing um but like they were just kind of like having that really awkward asshole dad boyfriend talk and then when he when nick cage hears the daughter's voice he turns around and sees the daughter and the son and he charges towards the daughter yeah. and then the boyfriend comes around and like tackles nick cage I was and that's where they get into why the, fight. the boyfriend didn't just go in by himself like why did the daughter even go inside i mean he tried right he was like i'm gonna go in and she was like i need to get my brother well, they didn't think that the dad was there because dad's supposed to be at work. Mom's supposed to be at her thing. So the right. housekeeper is the only one that's supposed to be there. Right. What I want to know is why the daughter, knowing what she knew, felt the need to like confront her dad. Or she could have just gotten the brother out. I don't think that this is like the smartest movie in the world. I think it tries to be. 
It's just not. I mean, it's just no, not. No, I know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's trying to be, I think a little bit more silliness would have helped it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I wanted, I love black comedies. Like, and this just didn't resonate to me, I guess. Parts of it did. Sure. I think parts of it worked. Um, and I would watch it again. I enjoyed it enough to watch it again, 100%. Uh, it's just, a, there was something a little off. Like, something mm-hmm. could have been better. And it, maybe it's more comedy or maybe it's more story that makes sense. Right. Uh, or and maybe I it's really just a little did, bit like, more I really editing. liked the beginning. Yeah. Steve came in and watched somebody watching this and it was like the beginning. It was probably like the first 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm so into this movie. Like, I'm so stoked on it. And then it just kind of fizzled out for me. Hmm. I don't know that the end was necessarily bad. I liked I like Selma Blair a lot. She did a really good job in this. She's great. Um, I also I did like when his parents showed up. Oh yeah, that's such a great turn of events, isn't it? That was amazing. Because you totally forget that they're coming, and then you're like, oh, this is gonna get good now. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna get <laughs> it. Although I didn't understand, I guess the mom, the mom and Selma Blair, I didn't really understand the the fighting as much because she's not her daughter. But but I also I feel like that's kind of the same thing as the boyfriend and the dad is that like Salma Blair tried to get in between the mom trying to kill Nick Cage. And so then they fought. I mean, Nick Cage wasn't even in the room at the time, though. No, for sure. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, you just you have to overlook a lot to enjoy it. Yes. Which is a little frustrating. Which is frustrating when you're like watching a movie to analyze it to talk about it later. Well, and I also feel like some of it's on purpose. Yeah, it just didn't. I get I, it. I just can't tell how much of it's on purpose and how much of it isn't. I guess yeah. maybe that's just their like fail safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Same. So I didn't plan a, a final sequence very much, but I did ask, you know, no one, last week's episode, I said, ask us some advice for some <laughs> advice. And no one, for some reason, people don't want to ask a Final Girls horror cast, people a horror are. podcast <laughs> for advice on their holiday issues. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have against asking us for advice. We're very smart people. Very, maybe not very, but you know, we, we, we're sometimes smart, you know? Sometimes, occasionally. So we only got one. So I'm only going to read this one, Carly. Okay. It's not even a serious one. We actually got two others, but they're very not serious. This one is not serious, but we can at least play around with it. So, Mr. Patrick from Modern Horrors writer Patrick sent us a question. I'm going to read it as follows. Fuck, Mary kill. Characters played by Dan Stevens. Oh, you're asking for holiday advice? Okay, for my holiday party, we're, plan- we're playing Fuck, Mary kill. Characters played by Dan Stevens need suggested answers. <laughs> by the way, can I go to a holiday party where we play Fuck, Mary kill with Dan Stevens characters? <laughs> yes, it's this. It's right now. Oh, my God. It's the final girls horror cast party. <sighs> okay. So, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you are probably familiar with our obsession with Dan Stevens. Yeah. Final Girls love Dan Stevens. Mr. Dan Stevens. We love him. We love him. We love Downton Abbey. 
It's major. We love the guest. Yep. We love Apostle. Yep. We love Legion. Yep. We love a lot of things about Dan Stevens. Yep. Uh, So we're supposed to play Fuck, Marry, Kill. If you're not familiar with this game, (laughs) you're supposed to choose three people and then one of them you have sex with, one of them you marry, and one of them you have to kill. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this is a little bit open-ended in that we can use any Dan Steven characters. So I don't know if we have to pick three or if to start with, or if we can just pick any and just do it that way. I think we just pick any. Okay. It's just in general Dan Steven's characters. Who would you? <sighs> okay. Should we start with the hardest part of them, which the is kill? kill? I feel or like should that we... should be the, the grand finale. The okay. Okay. So, I mean, the answer to the first one. Which Dan Stevens character in a movie or TV show would you most want to have sex with? I mean, David. David from The Guest. 100%. Even though he's, spoiler alert, a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter. Cyborg is the proper term. (laughs) He's dreamy. He's a dreamy cyborg. He's the dreamiest of the cyborgs. And we're all about that. Would. That's really funny. Oh my god. Okay, Mary. Oh, Matthew Crowley. I uh, me too. Hundred yeah. percent. It's Matthew Crowley from Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, because he's a lovely gentleman. He's that so lovely. He would be a wonderful husband. He would He'd be dutiful. Yes. He's down to earth. Yeah. Realistic. He's got the accent. He's badass when he needs to be. Hmm. I'm all about David. David Crowley is a or David Ma- Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> He's a, she's mixing up. She's meshing together the guest and oh, Downton Abbey. Can we have David Crowley? I'm David in. Crowley is Matthew Crowley's <laughs> evil stepbrother. <laughs> Twin stepbrother. He's very protective. He's got a gentle side. Oh my god. There's slow motion shots when he gets out of the shower. Yep, with the like gifts just automatically happen. <laughs> gifts all over the place. I'm in. Yes. Okay, so now we have to kill a Dan Stevens character. Okay. This is where it gets a little difficult. This is way too difficult. I feel like I'm going to reach to early to early Daniel Crowley, to early Daniel Crowley. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Let's drink what? some more and have this conversation again. <laughs> oh my god! Just making up names. Where now. am I? <laughs> <laughs> what? How early are you going? I don't know to a lesser a lesser known by me, Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> to just pick one that you haven't seen. Well, I can't pick the Beast because I love Beauty and the Beast. I don't but know if I could pick thing. Legion. Can we consider Beast and the actual prince two different people? But see, I like Beast. What Can I say like beginning of the movie Prince? I don't know. Can you? Because part of me wants to be like, fuck that guy with his pink shoes and his stupid <laughs> hair. <laughs> Apostle Dan Stevens dies anyway. 
you can't kill him he's amazing i know he's so his goddamn shirt <laughs> so you can't. he's wonderful i love him in that movie <laughs> oh me too it's so good we have to do that movie damn you patrick this is not a fun game anymore i yeah, don't want to play serious. anymore what about dan stevens in colossal have you seen Colossal? Because he's kind of a dick in that. He still looks good, though. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but if he's a dick, that's okay. And Anne Hathaway's a jam, a gem. <sighs> she's a, a damn gem. He's not that much of a dick. <laughs> it doesn't warrant murder. <laughs> no, but nothing to Dan Stevens warrants murder. I mean, if you really want to be. I mean, can we be David from The Guest again, but at the end of The Guest? But I still like him at the end of The Guest. You still like him at the end of The Guest? We've He's had this horrible. conversation before. We did a whole conversation about this. He's horrible at the end of The Guest. He's only horrible to people trying to kill him. No, he's not. He murders an entire diner filled of innocent people. But they have no emotional attachment Kylie, to him. He murders a... <laughs> ton of innocent people but he doesn't he you can't defend that he throws a grenade in a diner you cannot defend that Uh, i don't know what to say (laughs) (laughs) you know what here's what i'm gonna say what ready spencer from babysitting never saw it Never saw the short film Babysitting. Can I just say Joey from Vamps? Because I know that movie was not good. <laughs> the name Spencer? Not someone I ever want to have sex no, with it or makes marry. Me think of Spencer Pratt and he's a... No. F- terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. And I don't know that character, so don't feel bad about it. So... Bye, Spencer. S- bye, Spencer from Babysitting. <laughs> It's the only way I can answer this question. Good riddance, Spencer. Good riddance. Fucking Spencer. (laughs) Piece of shit. Stupid Spencer. I don't know anything about this. Story of a woman who has lost control and self-confidence in an unfortunate sequence of events that may well derail her altogether. Spencer. Spencer guides her back to life. Fucking Spencer. He ruins everything. Dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. God, who would ever want to kill Matthew Crawley? He is like an angel. <sighs> Sent from above. He really is. I yeah. <laughs> I hoped upon hope that he would come back. I was so sad. We didn't even talk about him as David in Legion. No, I think I mentioned it, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, I love him. He's crazy. He's totally nuts. Still wouldn't. In a charming way. In a very charming way. Wouldn't kill him. Couldn't do it. Well, you probably couldn't because he would kill you first. But it's like you look into those blue eyes, oh, those man. those cl- crystal clear eyes. Ugh. Like the sea. Just like, love him. So good. He's Ooh, a doll. Dan Stevens. We just love you, Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> we just love you so much. Favorite, still, still the final girl favorite. Final girl's heartthrob, Dan Stevens, hundred percent. Everybody, applause, applause. Can the image for this just be a picture of Dan Stevens, and nobody will really know why? Yes. (laughs) 
until they listen. Yeah. I think we should write a new entrance song that's only about Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. You're king the king of, the of the world and we love you. You have a British accent sometimes. <laughs> Other times you don't. <laughs> oh my God, yes. There were a couple years of Downton where you were kind of chubby, but then you got all ripped when you did the guest. Hey. <laughs> Someone write the song. <laughs> we just wrote it. It's done. Someone put it to music. music. To, yeah. Yes. It was going to be the new ent- the new entrance music. I can't even. What's happening? Yeah. You know, we used to be all messed up because we recorded at night and then we recorded during the mornings mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And now we flipped it back and it's difficult to get back into it. Well, I think it's actually just because... Um, it's so when we record in the mornings, it's less likely that I'm going to be having a beverage in the morning. Okay. Whereas right now I am almost finished with my my beverage. And so now I'm just like mashing up names, mashing up Dan Stevens's character names. But he's still the king of my heart. See, I think that I just mess up on in general and just depends on what I'm blaming that day for <laughs> me messing up. Like right now, I'm messing up the fact because I have wine. Yeah. And, and when we record in the mornings, I'm messing up because I had too much coffee. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound like an excuse to me. It just sounds oh. like a fact. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you enabling me. Always. All right. So what are we got going on otherwise? Now that we did our Dan Stevens questions, our only advice question. I hope that helps you with your... With yeah, your game with your that holiday you're, plans. That your, your holiday game that you're playing with your family. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill of Dan Stevens characters. I hope we were able to shed some light. That common family household game. It's a family favorite. <laughs> Question of the holiday. Oh, my God. So we're doing our holiday episode next week. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's not Christmas next week. Oh, it is Christmas next week. <laughs> we are so prepared for this i didn't even know because it's like this is gonna come out then and then it's gonna be christmas this is gonna come out then and then it's christmas (laughs) yes carly that's how it works how fun isn't that so much fun yeah okay so we're doing two movies next week like usual Yes, like usual, but I did say uh, that maybe we would do three. So, so the first film we're doing next week. This is my job. I know, but I didn't write it down. It's okay. I have it for Rare oh. Exports. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to take the second one? Okay. Okay. So the first movie that we are going to be doing is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale from 2010. Uh, and you can find that charming little video <laughs> streaming on Prime Video, Hulu, Hoopla, and Canopy. What is that? Canopy? I've never heard of Canopy. I, I haven't either. It's news well, to me. Someone let us know. But you can stream it at any of those four places. Very exciting. Very exciting. What else? What else are we doing? I have to look it up. Oh. Because it's not streaming yet. 
Oh. But it will be. Are we sure? Yes, it's it's going to be streaming starting tomorrow. All the creatures are sh- all the creatures are stirring. All the creatures were stirring. They were it's at a, this one time. At this one time when all the creatures were stirring. It's a 2018 release. Brand new holiday horror film coming to your eyeballs. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. It's going to be on Shudder starting tomorrow, December 13th, which is way before this airs. So <laughs> don't worry about it. By the time you hear this, it will be streaming on Shudder. But tonight it is not streaming. Tomorrow it will be streaming. Which is streaming for you today when you're listening to this. Yes. <laughs> Can I make this any more confusing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should just go back to talking about Dan Stevens. Yeah. So all the creatures were stirring on Shutter and rare exports on all those things that Carly said. Hey, you know what hmm. is crazy about Dan Stevens? Everything. How many movies of his I haven't seen? There's way too many. We should have a Dan Stevens podcast. We should just do them all. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> Carly being thirsty AF today. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking in like code. Like youngster code. Oh, those young those young people codes. Those youngin codes. <laughs> so it's so funny. I um uh over for black friday no small business saturday i purchased a membership to the american cinematheque and they do the programming at the egyptian and the arrow theater and i was like it's like the one thing that i really wanted to buy was a membership and they give you a little gift bag with a bunch of stuff inside and one Mm -hmm. of the things that they gave was a beer (laughs) okay a fancy beer and i was like um Estrella Dam Barcelona is what it says. Dam Barcelona? Yeah, but D-A-M-M. Got it. And then Barcelona. Okay. Cerveza, beer, beer, bira, cerveza. So it's Spanish beer. So many cervezas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I was like, oh, cool. I'm not a big partaker of uh, booze, but I was like, I am going to save this for when we record next but mm-hmm. every single time that we've recorded since that day has been in the morning and so i haven't gotten a chance to partake in my cerveza what do you have against morning drinking i just don't have champagne <laughs> so you in my drink house. beer in the morning you snob no because i need coffee i need to be awake <laughs> if i drink a beer i'm just gonna want to pass out or even wine even mimosas i'm like cool brunch is delicious i need to take a nap so yeah, that's the best part about brunch is you get to take a nap after. I know. <laughs> but so I'm finally drinking my cerveza. Very exciting. How is it? It's delightful, actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I like beer a lot, but I try to reduce my carb intake. So that makes sense. I never buy beer, I don't but drink too that much was a, beer. a free one. So beer is a treat for me, not a regular thing. I can drink wine all I want, though. So I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> Same. I had a little treat this evening. I bought myself one of my favorite wines, which is a little pricier than I normally like to spend on wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm enjoying that right now. And it is a treat. Tell me what it's called. Uh, La Crema. Ooh. Oh, the- I know La Crema. The Chardonnay? Mm, Pinot Noir. Okay. The Chardonnay is very buttery. 
You know, it's, I've had their white wines not, before. Not, not a one fan. of my favorites. Yeah, no. it's, it's too it's too buttery. No, their Pinot Noir is amazing. Though. I have not sampled it. I will have to try it. Super easy to drink. Very dangerous. Very delicious. Have you ever had um, the wine Menage a Trois? Yes, that's so good. The red it's one. Fine. It's fine. I like fine. the red one. It's there's a good a, table wine. You know, there's this wine that I like. And I don't know what it's called, but it's got a little blue bird on it. Aww. It's very good. I like that. Anytime I drink that wine, I get wasted because I'll drink the entire <laughs> bottle myself and not even realize it because it's so good. There's, um, oh, what the hell is it called? Rosa Regale. It's like a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. It's sparkling and shit. It's so good. It doesn't even taste boozy. I will drink the whole bottle and I'm sure I would just be like passed out within the hour. Oh, sounds like a good one. And it's such a pretty bottle too. So fancy, fancy. Well, that was a lot of talking about random shit. (laughs) That's what happens. That's what happens. (laughs) Welcome to Final Girls Horrorcast. So we just did a drawing for our Patreon subscribers. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, who won this this uh, this time? Surprise, surprise, Miss Elizabeth. Oh my God, Elizabeth. You fabulous lady. Taking names. You want she a blanket. Won. She won a blanket. A final girl's fleece blanket. It's beautiful. I don't even have one. I don't either. She's probably the only one that ha- is going to have one. You're going to be the only one, Elizabeth. Final girl's exclusive fleece blanket. If you want a Final Girls fleece blanket, go on over to threadless.com backslash Final Girls Horrorcast, and it could be yours as well. Or you can visit our website, finalgirlshorrorcast.blog, and there's a shop link there to go buy any of your favorite Final Girls shop goods for Christmas or what what have you. What? I want a shower curtain. We have shower curtains. They're like... So epic looking. You can have a whole Final Girls bathroom set. We have shower curtains and bath mats and oh, I duvet need one. covers. <gasps> I need all of these things. Well, lucky you. You can get them over <laughs> at Final Girls Forecast. <laughs> Yay! My day is made. You're welcome. You are welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So join us next week when we watch Rare Exports and all the creatures we're stirring. And until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye! Bye.